going to welcome everybody to our podcast. We call it From the Preacher's Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. Our colleague is uh, Kevin Clark. He's a member here, preacher and teacher. And uh, you may have been a gospel meeting that uh, was held by Kevin. And if so, you, you've been the beneficiary of his ability and his Bible knowledge. And we've been working together like this for some yeah. time. And I'll get good positive comments, lots mm-hmm, of encouragement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People in, in other places mm-hmm. will tell me from time to time, and, mm-hmm. and, and you've had the same experience, right. that they enjoy mm-hmm. watching and listening. And those, I appreciate every one of them, Absolutely. you know, every Absolutely. one of those encouraging words. That's right. That's, uh, that, that is encouraging to us, and we appreciate it a great deal. So we're glad that everyone who's watching or listening today is with us. And we hope we will say some things that will uh, stimulate some thought and make us Think about ourselves and our own behavior, our conduct. Is it in keeping with Mm -hmm. God's Word? Are we doing and being the kind of people that God wants us to be? Mm -hmm. Are there areas where I can do better? Are there areas where I can improve? And we're going to talk about some of that today. Uh, We've been talking about the pursuit of holiness, Mm -hmm. trying to be holy people and godly people before God as we go through our just our daily lives. God is, uh, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Mm-hmm. The book of Proverbs tells us, keeping watch on the evil and the good. And so we want to present ourselves to him as people that he will approve of, that, that he will accept. And so that demands of us a certain kind of life, that we want to be holy and godly in his sight. And so we're talking about the pursuit of holiness. And in particular, we're talking about the use of our mm-hmm. ability to speak mm-hmm. and, um, if uh, if you pay much attention to the world around, you know that there there are issues with that. People uh, don't uh, use their ability to speak as they should. They use inappropriate mm-hmm. language and inappropriate mm-hmm. subject matter. Mm-hmm. But we want to do better. We want to do Amen. better than that. And we want to use the ability that God has given us right. in an appropriate way. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Kevin, you got any words of introduction? Yeah, it is pretty amazing, the the broad reach of God's Word. Uh, There's no aspect of one's life that is not regulated by God's Word. There's teaching on all aspects of our life, whether we're talking about our work or interacting with our spouses, our children, how we speak, how we talk. And uh, so some people may have the instinctive reaction of, wait a minute, the Bible doesn't talk about that. No, the Bible covers everything. And, you know, the standard we've talked about uh, several classes now have been don't let any corrupt communication come forth from your mouth. And that's something that we can do. It's very important that we control our tongue. The tongue has great potential to help and to build up, but it also has great potential to destroy and to tear down. And so we just have to be very careful how we use it. We also want to thank Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, our two deacons here who help us with every podcast. We're so very thankful for them, and we're thankful for their families and the sacrifices they've made for us to be able to do what we're doing. But as you said, we're so very thankful that people care about God's Word and appreciate our efforts to bring the Word of God into their lives, knowing that it's going to benefit them if they have the right attitude and receive it with a good and honest heart. Well, I'll draw to people's mind, bring to people's mind a couple of passages. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Mm. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And so we want to be complete mm-hmm. or whole in our holiness before God. So cleanse everything that's unholy and impure. Cleanse that out of us and grow and develop and mature in in holiness amen and the specific area we're talking about is like i said a moment ago our speech mm-hmm. our ability to speak the words we use the language we use uh, the subject matter that yes, that we yes. uh, that we 
uh, talk about as well. All of that's important. Ephesians 4 verse 19 tells us to let no corrupt speech proceed out of your mouth. I think I said verse 19 is verse 29. That's right. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it would give grace to those who hear. And so uh, it's, it is important that we speak appropriately. We mm-hmm. speak in a manner that's consistent with the holy character that God wants us to develop. That's right. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, either make the tree good or its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit. And he goes on to say, verse 35, mm-hmm. the good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, the evil man out of his evil treasure what is evil. Mm-hmm. And it, talking especially about the words that we use. You see mm-hmm. that in verse 34. Mm-hmm. The mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. If evil is in our heart, right. evil words will come out of our mouth. If right. good is in our heart, well, then good will come out of our mouths. Amen. Well, Kevin, I, w- I want to get your perspective on, on sure. something. and uh, This is what we're going to spend most of our time talking about mm-hmm. uh, in, in this session. And that's um, sexually suggestive conversation mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I'll, I'll meet people and they're they're nice and relaxed and they're themselves right. and then they find out I'm a preacher <laughs> and they undergo a <laughs> radical transformation in their personality uh, and uh, which is I'm not complaining about that but uh, but but you may have a different experience uh, and uh, and so let's talk a little bit about sexually suggestive mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. maybe in the workplace or mm-hmm. just in you know, among among people in general, I I I know it's a it's a big problem. We live in a um, you know kind of a, a sexually saturated world. Right. A lot of sensuality, mm-hmm. a lot of sexual suggestion. Right. That's that's inappropriate, and and so that's really not appropriate for a Christian. So it's let's not. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you do get a lot of that in the workplace. Uh, obviously, we have men and women that are working together and. They're dressed their best and looking their best from their vantage point. But a lot of times you'll have people who uh, will make sexually suggestive comments. There may be words that have dual meaning. And there's a surface meaning and there's a meaning underneath it that's sexually suggestive. And so they'll say that, throw that out there and kind of see how people respond. If they respond in kind, then you know it's kind of like you put some bait out there, the fish caught a hook, you reel it in, right? Uh, there'll be people who are not married to each other. They'll make comments about each other in terms of how they look. And you can tell either by the tone or sometimes by the actual content that this is an inappropriate conversation. There'll be things that are said uh, by maybe a man to a woman uh, that really are inappropriate. They may hint about uh, their sex life. They may hint about spending some time with them outside the workplace. Uh, They may hint about taking them somewhere and going somewhere. They'll tell dirty jokes sometimes, you know, and it may not be profanity per se, but it's a dirty joke and to see how people respond to it. And, uh, and I'll tell you where it gets worse, whenever there's the presence of alcohol. Okay. And because alcohol, what? It lowers our inhibitions, right? It loosens right? the tongue. Absolutely. Folks start saying all kinds of things. And, you know, you got to be careful about that because just being around it, uh, you can quickly get caught up. you got to make it clear you don't want to be a part of that. Uh, and, you know, you and I have talked about this before. There's also even a legal uh, aspect of that because, you know, under the laws, our workplaces are designed where people are not subjected to unwanted, and that's the key phrase from a legal standpoint, unwanted 
uh, sexual suggestions or advances. And uh, wouldn't it be terrible for you being a child of God, being a you know a preacher of the gospel or teacher of the gospel, share of the gospel, and you find yourself saying things that then become actionable and your employer has to defend a lawsuit or has to defend an EEOC charge because you said something that was inappropriate towards somebody of the opposite sex. You thought it was funny. You thought it was cute. You thought it was, you know, uh, just innocent. And yet it was unwanted from their perspective and it can rise to the level of something that is uh, legally actionable. So we just have to be really careful about what we say, mean what we say, say what we mean. Uh, don't use uh, words that uh, are deliberately designed to be provocative, uh, deliberately designed to uh, entice words that are designed to uh, provoke thoughts of sexuality or mm -hmm. sensuality. Sometimes they're phrases that get popular in our society. And we all know, again, the phrase on the surface is fine, but in the context of a world in some movie or some song, we know what that means. And right. so you got to be really careful with your language. So it's the double entendre. Yes, you know, yes. It's, uh, uh, on one level, it's, it's innocent, yes. but on a deeper level or another level, it's very suggestive. Right. And that's really the level that the communication is oh, being yeah. being taken Absolutely. on. You know? So so that's, uh, and, and you know, it's not just in a secular workplace. I can right. imagine anytime you have men and women together, even in, in a congregation, right. that kind of thing can, can take place. And it's just not fitting. I, I'm... I'm Thinking about Ephesians chapter 5 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. verses 3 through 5 in regard to all this. And so Paul says, remember in chapter 4, he discusses a number of things that we're mm -hmm. to put off and things that we're to put on. That's where we started in verse 29. Let right. no unwholesome speech proceed from your mouth, but such a word as is good for edifying. So don't do this, rather do this. And that context kind of continues into chapter 5. And right. verse 3 says, but immorality, or that's sexual immorality, or any impurity, any impurity, or greed mm -hmm. must not be named among you as mm -hmm. is proper mm -hmm. among saints. And mm -hmm. then verse 4, and there must be no filthiness, or silly talk, right. or coarse jesting, yeah, yeah. which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Right. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who's an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. And so notice the words filthiness, what yeah. is shameful yeah. Yeah. or obscene or just, right. just ugliness. You know, mm -hmm. my, my mother would say that's just ugly. <clears throat> you know, it's just not appropriate. Foolish talk, mm -hmm. coarse, coarse jesting. Yeah. And what Paul says is these, these, this is not appropriate for saints. That's right. And that's the idea there in verse 3. And then again, a little bit later, this, this is not proper among the saints. Yeah. It's not fitting yeah. in verse 4. It's just not appropriate That's for right. people who are pursuing That's right. holiness. That's what a That's saint right. is. Right. We've been made a saint. We've been made holy. Mm -hmm. So we have an obligation to live a holy life. Amen. And sexually suggestive mm -hmm. conversation is just not appropriate not. for someone who's developing holiness. You know, something else I thought about that's a different, uh, we've been talking about between men and women, but sometimes I've seen this that I think is equally prohibited by this passage here. Sometimes you'll see a bunch of men get yeah, together. Yeah, that's right. And they're still talking about other women and talk about body parts and, and who's attractive and who's not and rating women and all. And, and many times these men are married, and it's just not only is it wrong from a biblical standpoint, but it's also disrespectful to their wives. Lives. And, right. But you see people talking about, oh, well, did you see that skirt? Did you see that tight fitting this? And the, hey, yeah. no, that's not appropriate. That's right. not appropriate. 
So I'm, I'm mindful of another passage as well, one that's pretty familiar to a lot of, if you're a Bible student, you've come across this before. Galatians 5, mm-hmm. the works of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, that sexual immorality, right. fornication, impurity, sensuality. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the word translated lasciviousness in the right. older versions. It might be lewdness or sensuality mm-hmm. in, in other versions. And we think about sensuality or lewdness uh, in regard to behavior, lascivious mm-hmm. behavior, sensual, sexually provocative behavior, but also apply to dress as yeah. well. Oh, a person yeah. can be lascivious in the way they sure. dress, and they can be lascivious and lewd in the way they speak. That's right. And so we want to put off that lewd, sensual, mm-hmm. sexually charged uh, conversation. It's just not appropriate for someone who's pursuing holiness. Right. And, and you made the point earlier, it really is, uh, Jesus is talking Matthew 12 and Matthew 15. These things come from the heart. So if That's we're right. using these things, we're saying these things, we've got a heart problem. Get your heart right. Philippians 4. In fact, let's just look over there real quick about the kinds of things that our heart ought to be dwelling upon. And once you get that right, then you don't have to worry about your speech because it'll come out right. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now think about it. If I'm spending time actively thinking upon, dwelling upon these kinds of things, guess what's going to come out of my mouth? What I think about is what I talk about, right? On the flip side, if I'm spending a lot of time looking at things that are inappropriate, I'm looking at pornography, or I'm looking at things that are erotica, or things that kind of emphasize the fleshly side of things, then guess what's going to come out of my mouth? Those kind of things. If you're thinking in your heart, so are you. That's right. So I notice also back in Ephesians chapter 5, filthiness or silly talk. You know know people who can make a dirty joke out of just about any situation. That's the way their mind works. And so they... They, so there's just material, subject matter, comedic material, right. whatever. That's just not not appropriate for Christians. That's We're right. trying to be godly and holy people. We want to speak in a way and act in a way that's consistent mm-hmm. with those who profess godliness. That's right. That's right. Well, we got a little bit of time left here, so I, I thought we might talk about what's we touched on some of these things. You know, right. what, what's wrong with? Um, this, these suggestive comments about others or suggestive comments to others. And you mentioned one a moment ago. It, it just reveals an impure heart. Right. If that's what's coming out of our mouth, right. if we are if we're sort of have the reputation for somebody who makes these kind of comments or engages right. in this com- conversation, right. well, that's because we've got that in our heart. So oh, yeah. it reveals an impure heart. Romans 1 verse 28 God gave them over to a mm-hmm. depraved mind. And so right. there, there is such a thing as a depraved mind. And you may know people like that. Oh, yeah. We've encountered yeah. people like that. Yeah. This is what they think about mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if this is their conversation or communication, it's because it's in their heart. And if, as we examine ourselves, if we right. find ourselves yeah. talking like this, right. engaging in this, we need to think about our heart and try Absolutely. to purify our heart. Amen. You touched on this as well. It reduces human beings to objects used to gratify the Mm -hmm. flesh. And Mm -hmm. so uh, if we talk about, you know, the the woman in the the next office or for that matter, the man in the next office, you know, in a way that uh, is inappropriate and sexually suggestive, it really reduces that person to to an object we're using Right. To gratify our own fleshly That's desire. Right. That's right. And we're not supposed. We're not supposed to do that. That's right. We're not supposed to use people that way. Yeah. Love works no ill to his neighbor. Exactly. 
Love doesn't use people in that way. Amen. When we think about and talk about others, we appreciate them right. uh, because they are people, individuals right. made in the image, image of, of God. God. Right, right. And uh, so yeah. that's that's a problem with this as well. Amen. And then I think this is comment on this. It it this this kind of conversation and communication may be the beginning of a series of events yes. that leads to sexual sin. That's right. That's right. So Romans 13, verse 14 says, make no provision, provision for, for the, the flesh. Us, yeah. And so, you know, a little comment here and there, a, li- a little flirtation, right. a little right. joke, you know, a little raised eyebrow. Yeah. That's, that's the first. And then did you get a little response? Right. Right. And then the next conversation, you know, you revisit that, maybe right. take it a little bit further. Right. Right. And the door, the door is open then. Right. And, you, be, you get caught up in a series of events yep. and conversations that leads to in, ends up leading to sexual That's sin. That's an excellent point because you have people that will deliberately throw something out there like that to see how you react. And I've seen this. And then when if you shut the door like you should, they walk yeah. away, they leave you alone. But it's the people who entertain it, the people who respond in kind, the people who engage. Oh, okay, there's some interest there. Yeah. And like you said, let's go a little further. Let's see how, and next thing you know, something has happened. Yeah. But it started with the sexually suggestive banter. Right, right. That's right. And so people say, well, you know, she and I, we, we were friends and we just got, suddenly we were in over our heads. and went, No, I, it, it doesn't happen that <laughs> no, way. No, it does not. Amen. You know, sexual sin is the culmination of a series of events right. that we began maybe, um, I won't say innocently, but, you know, mm-hmm. we don't just uh, uh, go from zero to 100 right. in one step. You know, it just begins with small steps and then uh, ends up in sin. And so the suggestive talk, the sexual yeah. innuendo, right. the flirtatious conversation, uh, just uh, a dangerous thing to begin Amen. because of where it may end. And we want to be the kind of people who are known not to enjoy that, not to engage that. And you can get a reputation where people don't even bother uh, because you've taken that stand so many times. Be that person. Be the person. And you've seen people in your office. You feel like, okay, nobody's going to mess with that person because they've made it clear they're not interested in that. You know, right? And we need to be that person. We're not interested in anything unless it's pure and it's wholesome and it's within the will of our God. We just want to be that kind of person. You mentioned the legal aspect of it, and um, you know that's. I'm sure that's a, a, a major consideration. Right. But it's illegal for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's because people have said, look, I'm fed up of being right. treated this exactly. way. Exactly, And I'm not going to stand for that's it right. anymore. That's okay? exactly right. And, and you know, if I was if I were a woman in that position, I'd, I'd, right. I would want the same thing. I don't want to be treated this way. That's I don't exactly want to be looked right. at this way. Right. And so as, as Christians, we want to deal with people in an honorable and respectful way all, at all times. You know, I've always felt that way, but I think when you have a daughter, it just goes to another level because you think about you don't want That's your right. daughter subjected to that. She ought to be able to go out and interact with the world, do what she does, pursue her education if she's working, and not be subjected to that. I mean, that's inappropriate. And uh, so hopefully if you've got a daughter, you can yeah. see that even through through her eyes. You don't want that done to her. Don't that's do right. that to anybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely, that's you know? right. We, our time is out. We appreciate everybody joining with us today. And we hope we've said some things maybe right. to make us think. And and uh, if we maybe have crossed the line and right. participated in this kind of conversation before, we need to pull back and right. eliminate it from uh, from our from our behavior. Amen. So, we, again, appreciate you being here. And tune, with, tune in with us next time. Okay. Kevin, would you like to lead sure. us in prayer as we close? Spow. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you thankful that we've 
being given this precious gift of life yet again. We hope that as we look back over the day that we've used our lives, used our bodies, used the tools you've given to us in a way that brings glory and honor to thy name and furthers your cause, not our own selfish desires. So very thankful that we have an opportunity to study your word and to see what does it mean to live pure? What does it mean to pursue holiness? What does it mean to be holy? And we thank you for revealing that to us in a way that we can know, read, and understand and incorporate that into our daily lives. We've been talking about how to control our tongues. Uh, we understand from the biblical warning that's a very difficult endeavor, and there's a lot of danger with the tongue. But at the same time, a lot of good can be done. And we ask that we spend more time studying your word, dwelling upon it, thinking about it, applying it to ourselves, examining ourselves, so that we can use our tongues in ways that glorify you, that praise you, that bring uh, the peace of the gospel to a, a dark world that needs it, and not waste uh, that influence engaging in silliness or engaging in inappropriate sexual banter. Uh, we've been talking about uh, some of the inappropriate, impure, unclean speech that we can engage in, and we really ought to have that standard Ephesians 4.29 always in our mind, let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, that we're not engaged in that filthy uh, jesting or coarse jesting that's inappropriate, not fitting for saints. Please help us uh, to, to realize that, that how we speak uh, reveals a lot about ourselves and our hearts. And so if we want to, if we have this problem, we've got to solve it by developing better hearts, spending more time dwelling upon spiritual things, dwelling upon things that are pure and holy and just and right, spending time in your word, thinking about how it applies to ourselves. And the more we do that, the, the more we'll see that our speech just naturally will gravitate towards spiritual things. and We won't have uh, as many temptations to use the tongue for ungodly purposes. We'd ask that you would be with us, that we also be the kind of people that make it clear, whether it's in a workplace, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, that we're not interested in that kind of talk. We're not interested in those things being brought up. And if we present ourselves that way, we will minimize the amount of opportunities that will be presented to us as people recognize that's a person professing Christ. That's a person who's serious about his relationship with his God or her God, and they're not uh, they're not going to countenance that sort of thing. Please help us to be careful to protect our marriages, those who are married, and be careful we don't ever say anything that's disrespectful to our husbands or disrespectful to our wives. Uh, please help us always keep in mind that we have made a commitment to them, and we need to honor that commitment uh, not only in, in our bodies but also in our tongues and, and what we say. And we can say things in such a way that we dishonor the commitment we made to our wives or to our husbands. We ask that you would be with us, that we always uh, strive to be holy, uh, understanding that you're a holy God. We serve you. We want to please you. We want to make you happy. And the way to do that is to do what you set forth in your word, which is to serve you faithfully, to uh, love you with our heart, mind, and soul, and love our neighbors, ourselves, uh, to practice pure and undefiled religion, keeping ourselves unspotted from the world, but also taking care of those who are the least among us. Please help us in that walk that we ever may grow closer to you every day, more and more of your son being born in our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.